Welcome to Noel 24-7's On the Bench Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone, joined today by Josh Newberg, Zach Blostein. Uh, Chris Nee is not with us right now. He's undergoing a medical procedure. So wish him luck. Just kidding. He's at the dentist. He's at the dentist. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we recorded this very early on uh, on Friday morning to, to get our audience ready to go for the first official visit weekend of the Mike Norvell era. So, uh, so let's just get into the nitty gritty here uh, and go down the list of visitors that we're expecting. You guys ready for this? I like the energy. Yeah, let's go. All right, Zach's bringing it. Josh's been up since four thirty, apparently making breakfast for his lady friend and all sorts of big deals. I'm good, calling, man. Ready calling to go. every coach in the nation. <laughs> all right, let's start off, guys. Uh, one before we get into the actual list of visitors and uh, who we're expecting and who we've confirmed. What are your thoughts on what Mike Norvell has done on the recruiting trail this week, his first full week on the trail as FSU's coach? I This is pretty much what I expected. Um, Mike Norvell to hit the road hard, especially at key positions like quarterback. We're seeing major developments. We got on here and did an emergency podcast after the Jeff Sims decommitment, so we don't need to rehash all of that. But um, – the overall strategy has really been to lock down the commitments. And I think him crisscrossing the state and really the country for that matter has shown that they're not playing around, Brendan. Um, they broke out the private jet. Uh, they're taking three, four, five flights in a day. Uh, the pace that he's at has been just something to watch. It's going to be good to see him get back on campus in Tallahassee now to kind of switch gears, slow it down and host a big recruiting weekend. All 13 of FSU's current commitments are going to be on campus for this one. Um, it'll be a time for bonding, uh, not just with the players, but their families as well with the, with the coaches and head coach, Mike Norvell. Um, there's also a few uncommitted guys going to get on campus. I don't, we want to get into that right now. None, not right now. We'll do that in a minute. Let's get, yeah, everyone, everyone just calm down. I know we're excited. Uh, Zach, what about you? You've been tracking a lot of the visits as well. Uh, General impressions on what Mike Norvell has done in a pretty short time period here. I think he's done a great job just, you know, connecting to these kids in just a short amount of time. I've spoken to several uh, coaches at some of these schools where he's dropping by and they've, they've been really impressed just from his message and his philosophy. And, you know, a lot of these coaches are, are um, thinking that he could, he could, you know, turn things around just by, um, you know, his attention to detail. And it's basically stuff they noted to me after um, he stopped by at, at those schools. And also the, also the recruits, um, you know, many of these guys describe him as a fiery guy. Um, they think he's the right man for the job. So him bringing in two quarterbacks this weekend, I think is huge just with the news of Sims decommitment. Um, and I think that's a good sign if you're an FSU fan um, and Norvell, you know, is capable of addressing needs. Uh, I, I just think that's a good, a good look uh, for this, his first official visit weekend. All right. Speaking of first official visit weekend, let's get into it. Starting off with the commitments. There are a bunch uh, that are slated to come. And I think this is significant because you want to lock these guys down. You want to get them to sign early. You want to basically, uh, you want to sell them on the vision that Mac Norvell has for the program. Uh, so it's big that he's getting all these guys that we have confirmed right now, going down the list, four-star running back, Lawrence Tolfilly, 
three-star offensive lineman Thomas Schrader, three-star offensive lineman Alex. Someone help me out. Ed Cavage. Ed Cavage. Ed Cavage. Ed Cavage. Three-star offensive lineman Zane Herring, three-star offensive lineman Lloyd Willis, three-star tight end Carter Boatwright, four-star wide receiver Malachi Weidman, four-star wide receiver Ja'Kai Douglas, four-star defensive tackle Manny Rogers, three-star defensive end Josh Griffiths, although he's not technically a commit, I guess. He's a Louisville commit, but he just was committed to Florida State. I don't know. Three-star linebacker Jayon McCluster, four-star linebacker Stephen Dix Jr., four-star defensive back Demory Tate, and four-star defensive back Jadarius McKnight. All right, that's a lot of guys. The biggest name to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, I'm going to say Demory Tate, getting him on campus. Uh, I know he's someone that a lot of big-time schools have been on, but the ability, and Zach, I'll kick this to you, to, to get him on campus and, and possibly lock it all down this weekend, how big is that for Florida State? It's huge, man. Um, Demory himself has just been, you know, pretty, pretty firm on going to Florida State. But I think this this visit weekend is going to only confirm, you know, some of some of the worries he might have just about the new transition. And I think he'll be able to alleviate those worries going into the early signing period. I spoke to Demory yesterday. We'll have a story up on those twenty four seven later today um, about that visit from Mike Novell on Thursday. And that, that's a, that's a not so subtle hint for Josh to go ahead and post the Demory Tate article as soon as we get off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Tate basically said that he plans to sign next or on Wednesday. Um, as long as everything on this official visit goes well, I don't think FSU can mess up here. Um, you know, a couple schools try to come in late. He told me, but he's remained solid and, and, Norvell's decision to retain uh, defensive line coach Odell Hagens was huge for Tate as Hagens was one of the first coaches to offer him a scholarship uh, out of any of the schools that he currently has. I think there's a couple important recruits on camp commits on campus, Tate being one of them, but also in the same group, I'd put Lawrence Toafili and Malachi Weidman. And the reason I put those guys in, not because they're not solid commitments, but because neither of them has really decided when they're going to sign. And I think getting them on campus right now, the point of that, yes, it is to bond and get to know everybody. But also, I think part of this is to convince these guys, hey, let's just end this right now, sign in December so we can move on and recruit other targets. That was something that the Florida State staff didn't have the luxury of last year. Most of that was just due to leverage. Coming off of a five and seven season, it's hard to convince kids that, hey, just lock it in right now with us. So a lot of kids went into January last year. We saw that was an issue. Not only to it, it hindered them in the recruitment of uncommitted 2020 players, but also FSU wasn't able to lay the groundwork for, I'm sorry, for 2019, but they weren't able to lay the groundwork for future classes like 2020 and 2021. So getting the, these three guys on campus, Demory Tate, Lawrence Tofilly, Malachi Weidman, and locking in, um, which is really the top end of the commit list in terms of rankings, locking in your top ranked commitments in December would be a, go a long way for Coach Norvell to kind of put in the work in January to find those hidden gems and really uh, get out in not only Florida but the Southeast. He might have to get out into uh, other parts of the country to find out to find prospects to fill out the class. What what percentage of the guys, and as you mentioned, Josh, some of them are up in the air, but what percentage of, of the commits that are visiting this weekend do we think are ultimately going to, to sign in the early signing period with, with Florida State? I think when it's all said and done, there might only be, out of the 13 committed, I mean, there might only be one or two that leaks into January. Maybe none if the weekend goes as planned. Um, 
I don't know exactly where that number is. It's the good thing is we're going to be on campus this weekend and we're going to talk to every single one of these kids as they leave on Sunday. So that'll be one of the main focuses. Like, do you plan on signing in, in three days? Um, we'll have answers for you guys on Knowles 24 seven this weekend. We'll physically be on the, the actual literal bench this weekend. Yes, we will be on the bench. Are you excited about me being there to help out? No. Okay. No, um, I, well, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Uh, anything else before we go on to the non-committed guys? Anything else you want to add to that, that Zach? Um, I just see say it's uh, good to know that Javarius McKnight actually exists. <laughs> There's always one of those. But, yeah, so I think it would be good to see him in, in person this weekend for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, non-commits. Let's start off with Tate Rodemaker, the three-star quarterback from nearby Valdosta. FSU got in the mix this week. Uh, we kind of were still learning about him when we recorded our emergency pod, and we're kind of focusing on the, the fallout from Jeff Sims the other day. Uh, a little bit more intel. Uh, Josh, I want to ask you about, about Rodemaker and what you've learned about him. One thing that I've heard is that he uh, he apparently was someone who was very, very high on Coach Norvell's radar back when he was at Memphis. Uh, just couldn't you know, persuade him to to leave you know, the, the South for, uh, well, I guess, the Florida, Georgia area for to go up to Memphis. Couldn't quite convince him to do that at the time. Now he's at Florida State, has a little bit more firepower to obviously offer a kid. So someone he liked right away, offers him very early on. Uh, what are you hearing right now on, on Tate Rotomaker, who is apparently on campus as we speak? Yeah, me and uh, Chris Nee, we dropped our crystal balls on Tate Rotomaker yesterday. Did you, Zach or, or Brandon? I, I I did because you guys did, so I just followed the <laughs> okay, ball still does not work. All of Zach's baggage, I feel like, is slowly coming out on this podcast and not having his stories posted, but <laughs> not having crystal ball access. Let it all out, buddy. Let it all out. It's therapy. We'll do, we'll do. But um, Tate Rodemaker, I put my crystal ball and I talked to a good source over at USF yesterday morning and was told that basically if the kid gets on campus, their staff believes it's a done deal to FSU. Um, prior to that, I think it, he was trending towards Pitt, So I don't think he was going to sign with USF regardless of, uh, these new offers, but right now he's on campus and you guys have read about him. He's a six foot four, 190 pound pro style quarterback that threw for 3,200 yards, 43 touchdowns and just nine interceptions as a senior. So he's coming off of a monster senior year at Valdosta. He's on campus right now. Um, he'll be departing, I guess, at some point today. Um, so we should have more on Knowles 24-7. I don't know if he plans on making a decision um, coming off the visit. He could go visit another school this weekend and then just make his announcement on Wednesday. But um, it looks like there's three crystal ball picks in on him right now to Florida State. I think we have him in our profile. Well, I don't think we have him on his profile set to visit Baylor after this. Uh, right. I'm not sure if that's end up going to happen or not. I think Florida state would probably like it if he does. And I would imagine. Yeah. But Florida state, we'll bringing in, you know, a quarterback of their own to come in as well. So this thing's, it's going to be like a wild game of musical chairs down the stretch. We'll just see who, who fits. Mike Norvell is going to turn this, this uh, lack of quarterbacks in the last couple of years to his advantage and just start a start making this mad dash to see which quarterback wants to take like the two scholarships they're, they're offering. Yeah. He's going to, he's offering everyone. He's, he's like chumming the water right now. It's genius. 
Um, (laughs) In recruiting, you got to go with what you got. It's all about selling, right? Me and Chris talk about this all the time. This program isn't selling wins right now, so it can sell playing time. There's always something something to sell in recruiting. All right. Well, one guy who I think would be interested in in playing time in Florida State's pitch, uh, clearly he's buying in at least to some extent. And this is big news. I'm going to kick it to Zach. I keep saying kicking it. That's like my cool thing of the last week. You like it? No. Uh, Four-star quarterback. Thank you. Thank you. Four-star quarterback, Chubba Purdy. He is from Arizona. He is a four-star prospect, number six dual-threat quarterback in the country, number 200 prospect overall, committed to Louisville. Uh, For what it's worth, I don't believe he's taken a visit anywhere since he committed to Louisville in June. So for him to be setting up a visit this weekend, kind of out of the blue, I think it's significant. Zach, what do you got for us? Yeah, so late last night, I, I exchanged DMs with Chaba Purdy, um, the Louisville commit, and he told me he was coming in for an official. So uh, I, I did some digging, and it, it looked like there were some articles earlier on in the day by some local Arizona sites that had him visiting or FSU this weekend. Um, you know, they, they kind of mentioned that Norvell and Dillingham were hitting up his phone on FaceTime with him on Thursday, uh, trying to get him up on the visit. They offered him while he was at school yesterday and he looks like he's going to come in. So I asked him some more questions. Um, what I find interesting is that he's going to sign on Wednesday. So this will be most likely his last official visit before signing day. Um, and, you know, I think if FSU or if Norvell, you know, stresses how much they need a quarterback, I think they're going to have a good shot at landing him. Yeah, yeah I also like the fact that they've brought in quarterbacks on back-to-back official visits. It shows a sense of, of urgency there, not only to the fan base, but also to the recruits themselves. Like, if Purdy knows that he's coming in on the heels of a Tate Rodemaker visit – you know, he doesn't know who else they're out, they're out there recruiting as well. So it kind of gives them like, a, oh, do I need to get, you know, take this spot right now or is it going to be filled by somebody else? So um, they're not wasting time on the recruiting trail. I w- I'm not saying I have any inside info on this, but like I wouldn't even be surprised if there's another name or two that not only pops up as a new offer, but maybe even pops up on campus this weekend. Chum in the water, man. They're chum in the water. Can you, you think business. about the, the seismic shift here in – in just the, the FSU fan base's uh, morale, if you go from a couple days ago with Jeff Sims no longer being part of the class to theoretically, if you get Chubba Purdy on board, uh, you get a uh, you know a top ten dual threat quarterback in the country, a guy who was ranked a little bit higher than than Sims. If you got that that quickly, uh, think about think about what this fan base would do in terms of believing in Norvell, because Willie got a lot of good players in on his first weekend. Uh, Emory Jones. James Cook, Jaden Lars Woodby, who ends up committing to Florida State, but but it didn't l- lead into a ton of of fruitful uh, commitments necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it was impressive how he got those guys in, but if Norvell can actually have the results from getting these guys in and, and getting them at positions of need, just what would you think, Josh, that would do for this for this fan base belief in him as a coach? Well, it'd be great, 
but this is also when we were weeks ago when we were preaching patience. Remember what we talked about the pendulum swinging in both directions when it looked like it was everything was dark and nothing was going to come of recruiting. And I said, you know, just be patient. The pendulum's going to swing. Once there's a hire, there comes hope, there comes excitement. And along with that comes recruiting buzz. And it's exactly what we're seeing right now. Like there was no doubt that this wasn't going to happen. Um, but I will say that Mike Norvell is doing a great job. Um, Willie Taggart, we can also say, did a great job. When he hit the recruiting trail two years ago to the day, they were ranked number 64 in the country, and he got them to number 11. We've seen what hustle looks like on the recruiting trail. We've seen it from Bobby Bowden. We've seen it from Jimbo Fisher. We did see it from Willie Taggart, and now we're seeing it from Mike Norvell. Yeah, there has been some... Uh, revisionist history with Willie Taggart, I think on the, on the message board in the last few days, like Willie Taggart worked his butt off that first. I mean, for, yeah, I've not, seen a lot of people, Brendan say, Oh, this is great to finally see somebody that puts a priority on recruiting. And it's yeah. like, no, Willie, no, Willie worked hard. They uh, definitely knee, put a priority on recruiting. Knee did a they story tracking all the miles that Willie did. Part of the issue was that Willie didn't have a full assistant, you know, coaching staff with them. It was just him and Dave. Yeah, it was him and Dave. Uh, they had Telly, too, I think, and then that they were using a lot of guys from the old staff, too, to help them out. Think about how much different this is going to be. We can get into the coaching staff in a little bit, but but for the official visit weekend, you have your offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator already in place. That's the difference to me is is the organization of, of this regime so far. Uh, just seems early on here, obviously, but it seems better. And I and I can't help but wonder what that's going to do on the recruiting trail. What kind of right. dividends that's going to pay in terms of not just getting guys on campus, but actually selling them and securing them to to buy into your vision. I, I think that'll help. Uh, one guy who was recruited by the last staff uh, and is being recruited by this one too. Ron Dugans is still on staff. We've reported that we we believe he is in line to remain at Florida State as a wide receiver coach. I, think I don't know. You don't. Well, sorry, you broke up a little bit. You don't know that. I don't know that to be true. I reported that. So I, I, okay. I saying what I, that I believe that that's yeah, no, the case. I mean, I talked to somebody that was on the phone with Dugans who he believes that, um, we've all said that, you know, he's going to be quote unquote auditioning for his job. Um, throughout all this, I had a source very close to Dugans tell me that they asked him about, um, his position on the job. And he was just like, man, we are grinding right now. It's crazy. We're just flying around. And he's like, honestly, my, my audition is not going to start till we're on the field. And he was talking about bowl practice and he just gets vibe from traveling with Norvell that he truly won't know whether or not he's got a job until he, he does what he does on the field. And Norvell can observe that and, 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 and see, uh, see how he does with the players, with the coaches. And, and I think the field, what I'm saying is I think report report, recruiting is what we're all watching right now, but ultimately Norvell is going to make the decision based on a few things. And one of them, the main thing is going to be how Dugans looks out on the field and how he does coaching up his players. Yeah. The bull practice I was told is going to be big for that and, and how they evaluate him. I do think, I do think Norvell getting to work closely with Dugans on the recruiting trail though, is something I wouldn't dismiss as, as being oh, it's a, definitely a important. We watched, that's how Dave Kelly got his job, right? He has no intentions to hire Dave Kelly as a wide receiver coach. But when you're working that closely with somebody and Willie Taggart was like, Hey, this is the guy that I want on my field. So yeah, that could definitely happen. It's a plus that we've seen Dugans with Norvell so much too, because Mm -hmm. they're not only spending time together in the schools, but they're also together on the private plane. Uh, It's very, it's a very personal uh, atmosphere to get to know each other. 
quickly. And, well, full circle, uh, David Kelly was the wide receivers coach largely because Willie couldn't bring in Ron Dukins in the first one. But this has been a, I, I can't help but feel partially responsible for this rant. This was supposed to be talking about Brian Robinson, who is Ron Dugan's, uh, he, that's his recruit. Ron Dugan's has been on him for a very long time. And, uh, and Brian Robinson, we are currently expecting to be on campus this weekend for an official visit. Uh, that would be significant for Florida State because wide receiver is a big position to need. He's been a guy who we assumed has been committed or had committed to the previous staff, but then didn't end up publicly committing. And then weird recruitment, but he's here coming into the uh, the final visit weekend leading into the early signing period, which seems significant. Yeah, I spoke to a, my good source close to Brian last night, and he told me it's changed. And I said, I said, what's changed? He goes, he's not going to Alabama. And I was like, okay, where's he going? And he said, FSU. So he's coming up. I know his mom's coming with him. And I believe maybe even a teammate or two um, from, from his team. And I don't think they're on official visits. I think they're just going to come as um, guests. So he's going to be up there with, I think, a group of about three to five. Not exactly sure. But they should be heading up to Tallahassee today. Um Brian Robinson has been rumored to be headed to Alabama, potentially Florida state, potentially and Florida potentially. And right now, and I'm not going to say for sure until he's on campus in Tallahassee, but it looks like Brian Robinson is coming to Florida state. Um, all along, we've kind of mentioned that this Alabama visit being real late was almost like a placeholder. Alabama likes to do this with kids that they're not sure they want to take or not. What they do is they schedule them for the very last weekend and if they, if they want them and they're a take, they're going to bring them in. But if they've gone in a different direction or they're full at the position, they just cancel the visit. Now, we called this shot like two months ago that this was exactly what Alabama was doing. And it, that's how it played out. So he's on campus. Um, Dugans is there. Even though Willie Taggart's not there, I'm leaving my crystal ball pick on on Florida state for Brian Robinson. Um, I think this is a classic case of follow the visits. There's nowhere in the country that Brian Robinson's been more in the past 12 months than Florida state. I believe this will be his fifth or sixth visit to campus. Um, I think he's, you know, it, it blows away any other school in terms of number of visits to campus. So follow those visits. I like this the Wednesday before or the the weekend before Wednesday signing day. I think Brian Robinson ends up at Florida State. As you know, long the as first, it. As you know, the first per, as long as he ends up showing up, which is uh, will be interesting. But mm-hmm. you know, the first person to put in a crystal ball on old B Rob was Zach. No. So. No. Uh, Never mind. Brendan. Never mind. No, you play long, Zach. He's being a jerk to me. You hurt my feelings early before we recorded the podcast, too. Jeffrey Umba is the final guy that we have mm-hmm. on our list right now as kind of sort of confirmed. Uh, someone clarify no, this. For, it's not confirmed for at all. The only reason he's on the list is because I started with him being on it, but it's hard to get information either way. So we put a maybe next to him. Um, I was hoping to get some clarification in the days leading up, but like, I can't get anybody to tell me he's not coming in and I definitely can't tell, get anybody to tell me he is coming in. I actually reached out to the Juco source. It sounds like he might not be eligible. So that's maybe why the silence is there. A lot of the times when there is silence, it's because these kids have nothing to say. So it could be a situation where Jeffrey Mba is going to junior college. But as of now, I would say I don't expect him on campus. Um, we'll be there. If he does make it in, we'll definitely let you guys know that he's there. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk a little bit about 
uh, Mike Norvell's coaching staff, a few of the other recruits that we're tracking for this weekend, and then we'll wrap up the pod. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we're back, guys. Let's uh, let's finish up the recruiting talk with uh, with trying to piece together some of the some of the other guys that we're chasing right now. Uh, let's see on my list of guys I want to talk about. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name. I'm sorry. I should have practiced it before. Herndon. <laughs> How do we pronounce his first name? Someone help me out from Trinity Christian, the running back. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm gonna say Kaijuan. Kaijuan or Kawan. Kawan Herndon, God, awful. Maybe, yeah. Awful. We're chasing him, correct, to see if is it for a visit this weekend or just FSU's interest level right now? I'm chasing him to see if he's coming on campus. Spoke to a good source that told me, um, you know, he's committed to Maryland. Um, a couple of the UCF, USF schools were recruiting him as well. But I talked to a good source that tells me his family would m- much rather have him be closer to home than going out of state to Maryland. So the key for me is if he makes it on campus. Um, we know FSU offered, but without a follow-up visit, I'm not counting him. Um, if I do see him on campus, though, I'll probably drop a crystal ball pick on him. Yeah, I think right. the weird thing with him was um, they they offered him seemingly, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but he deleted all the, the tweets about the offer on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder if, if it was a committable offer if, or if they just spoke to him or something along those lines and he misinterpreted it, misinterpreted it. Um, so I'm not sure what's, what's going on there. I haven't, I haven't been able to reach out to him yet. This is why we have Zach is to, uh, to help interpret all the, the social media clutter. Uh, let's Thanks, see. Ke- yes. It's nice. Uh, Keyshawn green, former Florida state commit. Uh, he decommitted while officially into Miami. Was it last weekend? Yeah. Uh, we know that he was, was he the very first stop for, uh, for coach Norvell on Monday? It was, regardless, he was, was. Yeah. It was but one yeah. of the local yeah, guys. I think, yeah. I think Keyshawn was the first stop and then they drove up to Zane. Do we know what his plans are for the weekend? I'm sure Florida state would like to get him back on campus to solidify it, but do we feel good about that right now? Um, he's really a Chris Neal guy. So I, I go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the latest I've heard is that, Nebraska is going to get him up on a visit. Um, I heard that in the middle of the week, I heard from a commit who spoke with him that he wasn't too optimistic about him coming up, uh, that he didn't, he didn't think he really wanted to be at Florida state. So I'm not expecting him this weekend. I think our Nebraska site is also expecting him up in Nebraska. So that's where things stand with him right now. 
All right. And if that changes, we will be on the bench on Sunday to uh, to t- be on the lookout for any any stragglers or, or surprise visitors. All right. For FSU's coaching staff right now under Mike Norvell, uh, let's see. Since our last podcast, we have uh, basically confirmed and then now it's official that Adam Fuller was leaving Memphis to join Florida State staff. We weren't sure in what capacity initially it was reported as defensive coordinator. Uh, we can now confirm FSU has announced that he is Florida State's defensive coordinator. I know it was the the splash hire that some uh, in our audience would have liked, but but I will say this: that Adam Fuller has been successful as a defensive coordinator at multiple Group of Five schools, uh, Marshall and Memphis, and he's he's improved the defense uh, markedly at every stop he's had as a coordinator at Chattanooga, at Marshall, now at Memphis. Uh, if we are to trust Mike Norvell and his, his acumen for evaluating coaches, which was one of his biggest strengths, if not he, his biggest strength, come into this, I personally uh, like what I've seen from Memphis's defense. It's one that has been one of the worst in the country, or at least in the bottom half in the last uh, three previous years. He goes ahead and gets it to the top half in the country. I think they're ranked 35th in the SP Plus after being in the 80s or so previously. So he's done a really nice job of turning that defense around. Let's see what he does at Florida State with with the toys that that Florida State can afford him. Uh, other than that, I know we already have Kenny Dillingham and Odell Hagens uh, confirmed. Josh, uh, who else are we looking for at names right now that we're kind of kind of circling around? Um, there's a few that I'm hearing. Uh, Pete Lembo, I think, is close to joining the staff as a special teams. Uh, coordinator, special teams coach, his same position he holds at Memphis. Um, a name that I continue to hear is David Johnson at Tennessee. The only thing that makes me leery about that one is he makes about 500 K at Tennessee. And if Florida state's going to bring him in as running back coach, um, it's about as much as FSU can pay. So I know he make you know, uh, Jeremy Pruitt hired David Johnson from Memphis originally. So maybe FSU gets the, the uh, the get the band back together discount on that one. And maybe, you know, they don't have to pay him a ridiculous amount. I couldn't see FSU paying a, a running back coach over 500 K. Um, so we'll see there. And let's say, and let's say value him so much as a recruiter, which is one of his, his strengths is as a recruiter. That would be the only thing that would make sense. And they do have some money to play with too. Uh, 5.25 right. million for just the 10 assistants. I know some people were freaking out about that, but, uh, it's not a it's not a bad number to work with. It's no, going to be about I'm top hearing, 10 nationally. Um, TJ Rushing, who's back at Memphis as defensive backs coach, could also join. It just depends how the shuffling of the defensive staff goes. Um, Brennan made a good point. Memphis used one defensive line coach. Um, Florida State's typically used two, but last year they went with one. Um, so we'll see. I, it just depends how the shuffling goes. Am I missing anybody? Um well, the other defensive back coach I think that we've heard of is in, in just kind of connecting dots, Marcus Woodson from yeah uh, from I, Auburn. I he's still in play too. That's why I'm you know it, it just depends how they organize the rest of the defensive staff. Um, but those are some of the names that I continue to hear in play, and uh, big, obviously Ryan Silverfield. Right, that was the big one big I was going to say. And he, yep. Ryan Silverfield is the current. Offensive line, uh, I think he is he pass game coordinator as well. Is that run, his run game coordinator, run. deputy head coach, and offensive line coach? If I off the top, just of my about head. everything you can give a guy to to let him earn more money. Um, yes. So we might find out today. You know, I've been being told, and this isn't something that's that's in in uh, set in stone, but there could be an announcement at Memphis today. Um, yeah, and then dominoes start falling, right? And it, I think if it's anybody other than Silverfield, I think there could be a quick hire 
um, he could move over. If not, I would look at TCU offensive line coach, um, drawing a blank on his first name. Chris Thompson, T H O M S E N Chris Thompson. Yes. Chris Thompson. Um, Chris Thompson might be on the staff regardless. He might come in as tight end coach. Um, but if Silverfield gets the job at Memphis, then I would look to Chris Thompson at TCU to fill that role. So a couple dominoes may be going to fall in the next 24, 48 hours. If not, then I expect after the early signing day. A little ammunition for Florida State. Imagine if you are able to get uh, to get Ryan Silverfield, who who is in all all accounts considered one of the best assistant coaches in the country at what he does. Coach the offensive line. He's he's really top end. Right. If you're able to get that little extra uh, you know, infusion of energy there for the official visit weekend, I think that would be really nice for Florida State to to have him in there. So uh, we'll be on the bench on Sunday, literally. Maybe we'll be able to do a podcast after that day. It'll be a long day, a busy one, I'm sure. Josh is driving up. Chris will be there. Chris is already there probably right now camping out, and I will be there to help out as well. Uh, Zach will be working the phones. He's home for uh, for Christmas break right now, but he's been working his butt off too. So we're going to have all of us involved in this. Uh, it's going to be all hands on deck. Uh, and I think there may be a few surprises too. I wouldn't be surprised if we do end up seeing, seeing someone. I, I guess it can't be a few surprises if I'm not surprised by it. I don't know. Should I stop talking now, Josh? You want to end it for us since I butchered the last one? (laughs) Yeah, guys. uh, Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Please hit that subscription button. We appreciate it. For Zach Blostein, for Brendan Sinone, I'm Josh Newberg, and we're on the bench.